Hello, and welcome to Finding My New Voice. I'm your host Kevin Tuhus. I apologize for the delay in the release of this episode. It was due to technical difficulties. My laptop crashed. This podcast is dedicated to cancer survivors and those who are currently battling cancer. This is Season 1, Episode 10. This podcast is a platform for anyone who has had their life impacted by cancer to share their story. Whether you're a survivor, currently in treatment, or had a loved one diagnosed with cancer, please feel free to visit our website at https colon forward slash forward slash www.findingmynewvoice.com. You can leave comments, submit video or audio clips. You can also leave a message simply by clicking on contact, scrolling down, and completing the form. On your cell phone, tap on the hamburger button, then tap on contact and scroll down. Due to the aggressive throat cancer I had, they were forced to remove my voice box, and that is why my part of this podcast is done with a computer-generated voice. This is part two of my interview with Dr. Shafiq Tomei. In part one, we learned a little bit about Dr. Tomei, both personally and professionally. He revealed to us that the spirituality he receives from his religion, his loving wife, along with the companionship of his dog Luna, and running on a regular basis, are some of the things that give his life balance, and allows him to escape from some tremendous pressures that come with his profession. He shared with us, that his father being a prominent and respected physician, in addition to being a good man, was his main inspiration for becoming a doctor. He gave us insights to some of the incidents that let him know he was meant to be a doctor, and also some of the struggles that pushed him to the point of almost giving up. And finally, the history of his medical training, and the path that led him to MD Anderson Cancer Center. We then moved on to the details regarding my case. After enduring chemotherapy and radiation to combat the stage 4 throat cancer located on the base of my tongue, it was concluded that a risky and difficult procedure would have to be performed as a last option to eradicate this scourge. Now the conclusion of my interview with Dr. Shafiq Tomei. So I was left with a pretty big decision to make, considering on top of the severe trauma to my body, there would also be the removal of my voice box. And could you please describe the first procedure? Yes. So, um... So, you had your tongue removed, along with your voice box, because the, the, the tumor was in the back of the tongue, um, and um, it, it involved the voice box as well. So, we had to, you can't remove the back of the tongue sometimes without removing the voice box, uh, because you leave somebody with basically no way of, of protecting their airway. So, if food or, or slive or something gets in that area, all of it just goes down their airway and they aspirate and get pneumonia and they, they don't live. So in your particular case, we had to do both the tongue removal and the removal of the, the voice box. Um, and we also removed lymph nodes. And in order to close that area up, you know, we had to put the flap in there. The initial flap I think we got from your thigh, correct? Yeah. So then that flap didn't do so well. Uh, which then led to the need for other flaps to to finally uh, close this up, which included the, uh, both pec flaps, if I remember correctly. Now, the advantage to using my thigh as the donor site was, the thicker muscle would be a stronger bond if my tongue accepted it? Yeah, I mean, it was also bulk. So thigh gives you some bulk, 
in in there. So if you put a, th a thigh flap in the throat, it can give some bulk in there versus a very thin flap such as from your forearm. Um, and it's better than a pec flap because it's not tethered down. So you now ended up with pec flaps. Uh, but the initial idea is to have this. It's a separate piece of tissue. It's not connected to anything, and it's nice and thick. Um, and it's a good it's a good match for the tongue when you remove the complete tongue. Yeah. Also, the tip of my tongue was not looking good and would have to be removed. So in the matter of two or three days, we were back in the operating room. The decision to use my thigh for the first procedure was all mine, and I was fully aware of all the risks involved. It dawned on me while I was preparing these questions, the fact it was not successful is one example of why they call it. Practicing medicine. I thought my rehab went pretty well. How about you? I mean, I have to say that, um, you know, in the hospital, um, you you had great spirit. Um, and I think your spirit is what kind of got you through everything. Um, yeah, I attribute a lot of that to attitude. Do you believe that attitude plays? It, yes, attitude plays a huge role uh, because patients who don't have good attitudes, they, they die. They really do. Uh, I mean, the psychosocial aspects of, of, of these things is real. Uh, somebody who has depression or a negative point of view, they tend to, their cancers tend to come back. They, they tend to not handle good news or bad news well. I mean, either one, um, you know, they get very devastated. I mean, in your situation, you had terrible news after terrible news coming back to you and you just kept handling it. Um, and it was like, well, we need to go in for another flap. We need to do this, we need to do that. And you just went with it. Uh, and here you are now, you know, over a year, it's been over a year, right? Um, later, uh, all healed up and um, um, without cancer. I was in the hospital much longer than I needed to be because they couldn't get a wound care specialist to come to my house and change the bandages next to my jugular vein and numerous other spots. So my brother stepped up. This required extremely delicate, yet confident work around the jugular and under the chin. I don't think there are many people who are not medical professionals that could accomplish this so quickly and with such proficiency. Lucky for me, my brother was able to do this without hesitation. I think he did an excellent job. For me personally, I give a lot of credit to the power of music. I believe that music is a very underrated form of therapy. So in October of 2022, I was pronounced 100% cancer-free. First by Dr. N, then by Dr. Tomei. Leaving his office, walking down the hall, I asked myself, what is the last thing people would expect from a person with no voice? Instantly it came to me, doing a podcast, and here we are. We like to preach on this show. Get regular checkups and cancer screenings whenever possible. No doubt you concur with that philosophy? Yes, um, 100%. So, um, uh, you know, I think for our cancers, the biggest screening is seeing your dentist. Because they can, they can oftentimes, they should be looking in your mouth, they should be looking on your tongue big time, they should be looking in your cheeks, on your, you know, your teeth, on your gingiva, uh, and they should also be feeling your lymph nodes. Some, some dentists feel lymph nodes, some don't. Uh, but, you know, feeling lymph nodes and looking in the mouth is a huge screening, and you should be getting that at least twice a year with your dentist. There aren't a whole other screenings that you do for, for head and neck cancer. So the other thing to say is if you have a growth somewhere in your mouth, or throat, or you have a pain that persists for more than two weeks, you should get it checked out. 
Um, if you have a neck mass on there that sticks around for more than two weeks, get it checked out. Two weeks is kind of the, the, the key period of time because the body can fluctuate and do things, but usually within two weeks, the body tends to resolve most, most, most things. Um, if it takes longer than that, then there's probably something going on. You should get it checked out. Is there anything not on Google that you would like people to know about Dr. Shafiq Tomei? I mean, I, I believe I believe that uh, we live in a time in which um, you know um, I think um, we think we can fix everything, but I think one of my one of my philosophies is we can't fix everything, um, and and that's strange coming from a cancer doctor, but you have to you have to meet reality with with truth, and that is there are lots of things we can't control. There are lots of things we can't um, manage. And being able to decide when you can makes you the expert doctor. Um, you know, it's not that I give up on patients. I don't. I mean, clearly, we. You know, your your situation was was a pretty, uh, you know, traumatic situation, a pretty aggressive cancer. It's not that we we didn't give up on you at all. But but that's why we didn't because I saw you as somebody that we could you know we could potentially do something for. We still had it within our capacity to help you, and here you are a year later, showing that. Okay. I know you're a very busy man, so we'll let you get out of here. Before you go, would you like to give mention to your wonderful colleagues, staff, and the institutes you work in? Yeah, so, um, you know, I work at Banner MD Anderson. Um, you know, we've had a lot of, uh, we have a great multidisciplinary team here. We have surgeons, radiation oncologists, medical oncologists, physicians assistants, nurse practitioners, speech therapists, nurses, MAs, all kinds of people here that are all here to take care of patients. They work their tails off. You know, if I'm working my tail off, that means my whole team is working their tail off. It's not just me. They're, you know, in order for me to be busy, they're they're just as busy. So it takes a, it takes a village, you know, to raise a child. It takes a village to, to manage cancer patients and, and we have that here uh, i'm very proud of our team all right thank you again for being here perhaps you'll join us again sometime whenever you need me i i can i can be here all right thank you very much all right how do you think that went did you have fun oh yes it went i think it went well and uh, i did have fun I, the time was unfortunate but yes okay all right, it was good seeing you. And then we'll see you back in um, three months. Yeah, all right, we'll set that up. Good to see you. Now we are going to take a brief musical intermission. This is a number called Never Say Never. We now return you to finding my new voice. That was nice. I always enjoy some good jazz. I like how Dr. Tomei came off very professional. 
and personable. I look forward to having him back on future episodes. I want to mention a few things before end the show, and the first one is. I record many television shows to watch at my convenience, and fast forward through the commercials. Most of them I watch shortly after recording them, but some I save for when the mood strikes to watch them. One of these shows was called, Freddie Mercury, The Final Act. Coincidentally it was during Pride Month. And another thing was a segment I saw on the news about four children found alive in the Colombian jungle after a 40-day search. The reason I am bringing these two things up is, they brought me to tears, and it is very rare that this has happened over the last two and a half years. Now on to sports. The Arizona Diamondbacks won an important game tonight against the Chicago Cubs, and are in a very tight race for a wildcard spot in the playoffs. The last thing is. I have lined up an interview with my oncologist, Dr. Jason New. With some good luck I will have on many medical professionals in the future. Well that's all for now. Thank you for connecting with me, and until next time. Take care, and in the inspirational words of Freddie Mercury. We are the champions my friends. And we'll keep on fighting till the end.